Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to the smartest guy in the room. Your host, Jerry Dempsey and Matt Smith. What's going on, buddy? <sighs> Trapped in home sale hell still. Got a... I, selling my house and i think these people buying it are first time home buyers so they're taking me through this inspection process they had a home inspector at my house the other day for three fucking hours yep and you know i can appreciate that this is their first house and they want to protect their investment but like this guy was just there's nothing wrong with this house this guy was just like looking for something yeah so now i got two more days of them sending over specialists to check out uh certain things and uh, it's just it's a fucking pain in my ass man and i'm i'm not uh i don't know man not in a good place jerry I will give you one thing. I won't even call it advice, but I'll just say it and then you can throw it in the garbage or do whatever you're going to do. You think of the end goal of I am this much closer to getting out of this fucking house and never having to deal with these people again. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope so. You know, I mean, I, I one of the things they're bitching about is the water pressure and it's like, yeah, it, it's. That's the water pressure is what it is. It's everyone in my neighborhood. If you want to live in this neighborhood, that's one thing you got to fucking deal with. And if you want a better water pressure, buy a fucking booster. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, uh, there's actually, yeah, there's stuff you can buy at Home Depot to boost it. I actually had to do it in my shower. Yeah. So, um, I mean, because I like, I like the hard, I like the shower to hurt my skin. <laughs> You know, the fucking I mean, shower pressure is important. I can't I can't uh, d say I disagree with them. And and but I see your point. I see both points. I, it's You're not a it's not a it's not what they consider a major, you know. Uh, so, you know, let them fucking buy a booster. But I mean, you don't actually you're hearing everything through your realtor, I'm hoping. Right. Yeah. And plus, I got their inspection report. But uh it's just hell. Nothing's easy in this life, you know? Well, here, I'll share one more quick thing, and then we'll move on to our topic. I had a um, a rental property, okay, at the beach. It was a vacation rental. Yeah. Um, and it rented very well, okay? And it wasn't, you know, there was nothing luxurious about it. It was a nice house. It was, the, the cost of it was pretty good, and it had a lot of room, and it was close to the beach. Okay. But yet, and the, and it was cost effective for the amount of people it could hold. Very. Okay. But nonetheless, there would be people that would bitch about the carpeting. We put in carpeting twice because you know why? It's two houses from the fucking beach. And yeah. the idiot rental people just bring like half the sand that's on the beach into your fucking house. <laughs> And right. then those same people are the ones that complain that there was sand in the carpeting. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just unreal. You know, part of the problem too, is like some of the stuff that they flagged are things that have existed since my wife and I moved into this house. But like right. my wife and I are like laid back. We're kind of like low maintenance. It just shit never bothered us. Like, 
you know, and so it, it's, but it's a federal case to these people. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, again, at the end of the day, <clears throat> when we were, when I sold my beach house, again, it's like a boat. The day you buy it, the day you sell it are the two best days. And, um, you know, the people that bought our beach house were pretty nitpicky. And I did a bunch of things that I probably didn't feel like doing. But at the end of the day, once I got my check and I was free and clear, I was pretty damn happy. So that's, you know, you got to look to that end goal and just the rest of it is just bullshit you got to put up with, I guess. Unfortunately. Yeah. Buddy. I mean, my, my only problem is I'm, I'm closing on the house. I'm buying like mm -hmm. three weeks before I'm closing on the house that I'm selling here. So for like three weeks, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have any money to do anything. Right. You know, so. But then after than, three weeks, I'm you'll just have all up, kinds of money to do whatever you want. Yeah. I'm just going to end up having to concede money at closing. I mean, that's just the way I'm going to have to handle this probably, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, I don't... It is, man. First world problems, as they say, Jerry. Yep. And you're not much of a complainer, which I like about you. And that leads me to our topic, which is nature versus nurture. So you are, I would just, uh, before we even jump in, or after we've already dipped our toe, <laughs> I would say, by nature, you're not a fucking whiner. True or false? I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I can deal with a lot, but I don't suffer assholes very well. Um, and you know, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think I'm more affected by, well, you know, now, it's nature versus I have a problem with the word nurture and uh, doing some reading on this topic as uh, you suggested. They've kind of changed that expression nature versus nurture to genetics versus en environment. And right. uh, I think I'm more of a, a creature of environment. Well, that's what um. There's a famous guy that wrote a book that kind of what inspired me to have this topic. I read it a little while back called The Blank Slate by uh, Steven Pinker. Yeah. He's a real lefty that somehow he fucked up along the way and the left uh, threw him in the garbage. And, and I'm paraphrasing. You may know more about that than me. But No, <clears throat> I don't. No, but I, I, my father, my old man was... Uh, uh, way more easygoing and, uh, you know, could, could deal with situations, uh, a lot better than I could. And, you know, if he's my real dad and I have, do you genetic... think, yeah, you look just like him. I know it's fucked oh. up. <laughs> um, yeah, but listen to me, our dads did not have the expectations, whether intrinsic or externally pressed upon them that we had right like they didn't you know my mom did not try to put expectations on me she told me i should just be a garbage man or maybe a mailman <laughs> so she really had me aiming high in life and i like would never george, make fun of either one of those professions because like george costanza's mother 
I kind of look like George the Snake. Yeah. My father thought I was going to end up in prison. So, I mean, <laughs> anything I anything I accomplished after that was just, you know, icing on the cake. Well, again, you know, it's it's interesting you bring up a point because, like, uh, a lot of these nature versus nurture uh, studies, because, you know, there's something called a zero-sum game, right? Game theory. So it's not like – so if me and you are betting for a 1000 bucks, I win, I get the 1000 you win, you get the 1000 So that's like zero-sum, right? I win, and you definitely have to lose. But I think I, I think at some point, you know, we're going to get to it. But, but they study all these twins, right? That's like the big thing in, in trying to determine because they have all the same genetic code pretty much from you know the physical traits to probably the same kind of brain, right? And I think that's to your point. We come out of the, the factory like you're going to be six foot or whatever, however tall you are, five, ten and a half. And uh, how tall are you? <laughs> I don't know. Five, five. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm like five, three and a half. Um, but like, you know, if you think about twins, I immediately go to the I'll put it this way. My brother, one of my younger brothers, used to live with me in California. I'm 10 years older than the guy. He's got blonde hair and blue eyes and a bigger frame. You know, I'm smaller, brown hair, brown eyes. And we used to go work out at this gym. Speaking of, it was a gym slash tanning salon. It was really awesome. It was, but it was like 20 bucks a month. And um, so we used to, like, talk shit with the girls working there. And... um. They were real cute and, you know, whatever. We used to flirt with them and just talk with them all the time. And the one girl was real, just had her shit together. And the other one was kind of dumb. I hate to say it, but she just didn't seem very with it. But she never knew. Like, I would come in and she's like, oh, you're Joe, right? And I'm like, no, I'm Jerry. Oh, I can never tell you guys apart. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And so one day, Joe and I go in there together and... You know, the girl's like, all right, now which one of you is Jerry? And she's like, you guys are twins, right? And Joe looks at her and he goes, yeah, he's Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably one of the funniest jokes I ever heard him tell at my expense. And um, But it was fun. Like, this girl is really like, and I look at him like, we don't look alike. And we're 10 years apart. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but we did act the same. And we had a lot of similar traits, I guess. So I don't, you know, but we're not yeah. twins. And I have an older brother who we've talked about before who looked actually a lot like me. People used to think I was him back in the day, too. And then we couldn't have more disparate career paths. And, I mean, he's a pretty bad fuck-up of a human. And, you know, I'm semi-normal. <laughs> <laughs> so... I can only hope he's listening. I can only hope he's listening. <laughs> I hope he is too, because he just get himself some help. <laughs> you know, it the twin issue is interesting in the context of uh, genetics versus environment or nature versus nurture. Because how many twins do you know? And I can think of like three, four, maybe five sets of twins that I know, and there always seems to be that really sweet, nice twin, and then the evil asshole twin, you know? And you wonder why that is, because they have the same genetics. 
Uh, you know, it could be nurture. Maybe one was favored more by the parents. I mean, your parents probably didn't play favorites because you had really good parents. But I mean, my my mom was pretty blatant about like who her favorites were. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. Who was it? <laughs> Wasn't me. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> who was your mom's favorite out of 11 kids? Seriously, who was it? Uh, probably my oldest brother. Paul? Yeah. Wow. We used to call him Perfect Paul back in the day. Yeah, he did have that big man on campus uh, aura about him. You know, I don't, he, I don't, I don't know him very well, but or he didn't was the know quintessential him salesman too. Like, there's um a Far Side cartoon. They show a guy on a boat like bringing refrigerators to the Arctic, and everyone's like cheering for him. <laughs> and that that's like my brother Paul. Like everyone's like, "Yay! Here he comes, the big guy." <laughs> Well, I mean, all the kids in my family are three are five years apart. There's three of us. So, uh-huh. um, you know, it, it's, it wasn't a matter really of my parents being great parents. It's just that we're all five years apart. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, we were always, my parents, especially because they were older when they had kids, they were always in different places in their lives once, you know, say like, you know, between when my daughter or when my sister was 15, then when I was 15, right. Then my brother was 15, you know, in that span, the, uh, 10 years would have passed. So my parents were like just in different stages and, uh, you know, so it wasn't a matter of them. Like out of all the kids that my parents probably did the most for me, but I was involved in the most, you know, so uh were you the squeaky wheel well yeah i was the i was the middle kid the fucked up child that made i we always used to joke that i made my parents parents the other two kids were easy but but uh you know we were all five years apart so a lot a lot of time had passed it wasn't like we were all so close in age that my parents like you know were forced to choose a favorite you know uh so my brother know. Matt and I, my parents used to dress us like twins because we were always around this. He wasn't a very large person, so him and I, same size. And we we would get the same jackets at Christmas, the same boots. The same, remember those green rubber boots we always used to wear? <laughs> you put the put the sandwich bags in. <laughs> it always seemed like the, the families with a lot of kids had those green rubber boots. I never, I used to, I used to kind of be envious of those green rubber boots because I didn't have them. But all of my friends, you know, and again, Buffalo was this like very Catholic city and a lot of Irish and Italian families who never heard of birth control. And so you'd have families like yours with 11 kids or, you know, people in my neighborhood with like six, seven, eight, nine kids. They all had those green boots, man. I never had them. And I thought I was missing out. You were. You did. I, I hate to tell you. Those things were fantastic. Green rubber boots. Uh, so I, yeah. I think I think that uh, I think that of the two, nurture <clears throat> is more important um, than nature. I think 
nature. You're born with these genes, but they're kind of like, I don't know. I'm not a gardener or anything, but like they're kind of like seeds. Yep. And then it's how, you know, the garden is taken care of that determines the growth of that plant, right? I mean. For sure. So, you know, I could have, um, you know, I look at my kids and they've got my genes and they've got my wife's genes and, you know, there's certain aspects where they have, they have some characteristics of both of us, but where they are in their life has, I think, more to do with nature uh, or, you know, or I'm sorry, nurturing, you know, them. Um, so I don't know. I, I just, uh, it, I was reading a story yesterday on this local musician who's kind of well-known and turns out she was adopted and it made me think of the nature versus nurture issue. Like for adopted kids, it would seem to me that like, it's the environment that matters, you know? Oh, yeah. So I think maybe environment is more important than the genetic aspect. It totally is. Um, you know, where I was going earlier was the whole shavings make a pile kind of argument, which it's not a zero sum game. It's a culmination of different factors and some may be weighted more than others, but Back to your point, how you, you know, you might come from the factory a certain way, but at the end of the day, how the, especially as how our brains work, it's, it's the stimuli and how you respond to it and what gets reinforced over time. You know, if you're brought up in a house and statistically speaking, it, it's, it goes Along, like if you're raised by two intellectuals, let's say both your parents were PhDs, you know, and you might be a rebel, but you're still going to have a lot of those characteristics. Like my brother that is kind of a F up in life. I mean, he's not dumb and there's a lot, he has a lot of great qualities. He just chooses not to showcase that. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, you and I could walk into a bar have a couple beers and go, let's beat some of these assholes up. <laughs> or we could decide, hey, let's just make some friends and we'll have pleasant conversation. You know, so there's a lot of choosing going on too, right? Yeah, I, I, I always noticed in big families like yours, there's always like one or two uh, siblings that, and I know what, what brother you're talking about. There's always one or two siblings that have like a really tough go of it that have, you know, that whose lives are just a mess. And, and again, I, you know, all 11 of you have the same genetics. I think it's, it's a result maybe of the way they were nurtured or the environment. I can't help but think with 11 kids, someone's going to fall through the cracks. But I mean, you know. Out of the 11, almost all of them have graduated from college or some kind of post-high school career certification. Right. Which, again, if we just play out stats, that's almost, like, uh, impossible. <laughs> to quote The Simpsons, that's <laughs> impossible. <laughs> every, everyone, every, every show, we end up quoting The Simpsons. 
So what does that tell you? It's the fabric of our life. I mean, <laughs> do you think Bart Simpson is a, na- a product of his of nature or nurturing? Well, he play. You know, if we play the archetypical role, he's he plays all the various archetypes throughout the series, which makes him like just a very, you know, three D, four D maybe uh, character. You know, he's a hero. He's the Joker. He's all the other ones that I can't think of. <laughs> Those he's are the, the two that I know. He's an anti-hero. Anti-hero for sure. Um, you know, just to go off track a little bit, and I'm going to give you a little Martha Stewart tip, but uh, uh, unless you have your own secret, but you said shavings make a pile, and it got me thinking. Yeah. We both have facial hair. Uh, does your wife get on you when you shave your facial hair? Because it makes a mess in the sink. No, because I clean it. <laughs> well, it's not. I, I didn't assume that you left it there like a fucking pig, but uh... <laughs> no, but I clean it right away. So, like after I'm done shaving, you don't even know I was in the fucking bathroom. I don't know what you're well, talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always clean it too, but there's always it's it's impossible to get everything, and then it clogs the sink eventually. So for those out there, for our listeners out there who have facial hair, let me give you a little tip. I started doing this on my own. I don't know if it was really a thing, but I, when I go to shave or trim my beard or my facial hair, I cover the sink with cellophane wrap. And then everything falls into the cellophane. And then you just take the corners of the sink when you're done and you under and you, and you and you just roll up the cellophane and there you go you don't have anything in the sink at all wow that is i mean i never thought on our podcast in a million years we would be exchanging these cut types of uh well it's, it's revolutionary and last week we started down this uh martha stewart uh this is because you're selling the house and like you're dirtying it before a showing and shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because you I'm last curious. week you were talking about brining a turkey or whatever the hell it was. And, oh fuck! Yeah. And uh, I thought, you know That's what? The connection. I'm like, if if Jerry's got like this household uh, tip, I'm gonna give one too this week. So, cool. you're the, you well, said piles make a shaving or shavings make a pile or whatever the pile. fuck you said. So, got me thinking. Well, you just got me thinking about something. When I was trying to sell my house in California, okay, I had two roommates. One of them was my brother that called me Danny DeVito, right? And um, the realtor guy was on me because he'd try to show the house and it'd be messy. There'd be like just, it was three guys living in the house. And I was traveling a lot for work, so I was like never there. And he would call me complaining. Like the one time... um, he had a couple in there and they moved some things around. They moved the couch because they wanted to see how the couch would look in the other side of the room because they can't imagine it looking, you know, moving. <laughs> so they moved the couch and underneath the couch was my roommate, uh, the, not my brother, the other guy, his porn stash, like a bunch of porn <laughs> magazines. <laughs> So I got a call from the realtor, like yelling at me about it, saying how the wife was fucking terrified or whatever. It was pretty good. 
But and then, it's, um, not, it's, it's not like you're going to leave it there for him once you sell the house. It's, I didn't even I don't even think I said anything to my roommate. I just laughed at the fucking realtor and said, too bad. You know, <laughs> it's like these people who won't buy a house because they don't like the color of a of the paint in a room. It's like fucking paint it. You know, people are lazy, dude. I know. It's just fucking um, here. Cool. I got a better one, though. This is pretty funny. So because it goes back to the shavings make a pile. So I had a cleaning company come in and clean the fucking house head to toe. Uh, cause we were going to have an open house. Okay. So I, I tell my brother, I'm like, just don't fucking make anything dirty. He's like, yeah, whatever. So I fly back from wherever the fuck I was coming from. I get in like midnight and there is a, a fucking couple beers on the counter caps laying, you know, strewn about. And, what looks like some kind of burnt fucking remnants of a, a grilled cheese. And there was cheese like on the floor, like, <laughs> you know, like grated cheese, like all over the fucking place. Yeah. And I go look at my brother's room and he's, you know, passed out. His room smells like farts and beer. His, his room <laughs> smelled like one of those shitty bars that we love to hang out in. <laughs> uh... And I just closed the door. I was like, what a fucking asshole. And he had to go to work early the next morning. So I didn't get to see him. So I get to work. And I go to my buddy. I go, hey, come here. I got something for you. So he's like, what? So we go in this <laughs> quiet room. And I call my brother at work. And I put it on speakerphone. <laughs> and I go, hey, asshole, how was your fucking cheese party last night? <laughs> and I've never heard someone scream fuck you into the phone so loud. <laughs> I had to clean so up that motherfucker's shavings make a pile of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, that story reminded me of when we were kids, and this is back when you were uh, heavy, and yeah. you had that you had that uh, brush cut, and you looked just like Curly Howard. Oh yeah. And you were passed out in my room. You slept over one night because you were really drunk, and you passed out for some reason. You didn't have any pants on. Yes. And you were laying on your you were laying on your stomach with your giant naked ass showing. And my mother walked in. Perfect. <laughs> and and we had and you know the, the room smelled. And, <laughs> and she walks in, not knowing you were there, and she just sees this fat, <laughs> naked, bald ass <laughs> right in front of her face. <laughs> she, she just walked, she just turned around and walked out. <laughs> and then later that day, later that night, she was too embarrassed to say what she saw, but she's like. For now on, Matthew, just tell me when you have someone stay over. <laughs> That's fucking great. So, yeah, I was moving someone out of a house once, and when we moved their bed, they they had used condoms stuck to the wall. <laughs> That's great. So. Oh, I love it. I love my it. house is immaculate. When it, when it gets shown, my, it, it's, my wife, my wife can clean, man. This house is sparkling. Just what? Don't slip on the fucking wooden stairs. <laughs> well, can I tell that. you? So I have a cleaning lady come like once every two weeks. And she greases up. We have hardwood floors and hardwood stairs, just like you were describing in that other episode. Yeah. Yeah. I almost I had socks on and I was like going a little too fast down the stairs and I almost bit it. Like I grabbed the rail and slung down. Yeah, just kind of bounced my ass off one of the one of the steps. 
But all yeah. I could think of was you and all your broken ribs. <laughs> yeah, that's I, that's exactly how I broke four ribs and punctured a lung. Yeah, I almost did it. Polished hardwood floor, hardwood stairs. So I think she anyway, put like wax on them or something. It's fucked up. Yeah, I don't know. So let's go back to the issue at hand: the nature versus nurture. Well, here I want to create an image for you, <clears throat> like. I did some deeper reading into like some philosophers and shit, which is always dangerous. I mean, first off, it you ever hear the term monkey see, monkey do? Everybody has, right? My dad used to say it to us all the time. Uh, and that can go either way. You see somebody doing like lighting a fucking bunch of leaves on fire with some gasoline. Now, me and you being the pyromaniacs, were you ever a pyromaniac as a kid? You start a lot of fires? Uh, no, I never went through that phase, but I did go through a phase where I was really into Molotov cocktails. <laughs> so, so I would make them and then throw them at buildings and watch them explode and catch what fire. What about mailboxes? You ever do that to a mailbox? Uh, I mean, everyone's ruined a couple mailboxes in their life, right? Yeah, yeah. We went through a pipe bomb phase where we threw a couple of pipe bombs and they used to blow up the Buffalo news paper boxes. Really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I always used to like wonder about like, I always used to hear like, if you destroy someone's mailbox, it's a federal offense. Yes. I, I just can't imagine someone doing like time because they like took a mail, uh, take a baseball bat to someone's mailbox on a Friday night. Well, we had a neighbor that we, Threw Molotov cocktails at his mailbox. It was all decorated like with weird stuff for uh, Christmas. Yeah. And the guy, we used to call this guy Ski because they were Polish. And we used to like go turn his like outside spigots on and just do all kinds of stuff. I beat up his kid one time because uh, the kid was a little punk. But we used to like throw snowballs at his car. And he like came to our door and started yelling at my dad about some of the shit we pulled. And it wasn't just us, but, you know, we were like the Dempsey's were obviously the miscreants of the neighborhood. But there was other kids in the neighborhood involved in this shit. My dad told a guy to go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> and we were terrible. We like we tried to burn his mailbox down with the fucking Molotov cocktail. Like, well, uh, you know, oh, well, if you go through like a, a, a pyromaniac phase or even worse, if you become a serial killer. Uh -huh. Is that a genetic thing or is that an environment uh, environmental thing? Well, I mean, it's interesting you say that because who's the Jeffrey Dahmer? His parents were like really nice people. And his didn't he have a sibling who was just like normal? So. Yeah. Or Ted Krasinski or whatever, you know, the bomber guy, the Unabomber. His brother was a normal guy. I knew. So his I think brother. people snap. Did you really? Yeah, because when like, I actually knew him. Yeah. When I was a reporter at the state capitol in, in New York, uh, you know, they were trying to bring back the death penalty and his brother was a, uh, an advocate to, you know, he, he was on the side of, you know, he, he opposed the death penalty and I th believe he opposed it because of his brother and, and, and in some way he was responsible for his brother's arrest. Oh yeah. He was directly responsible. Right. So he, uh, but he was an anti-death penalty activist, uh, largely because of his brother and in covering the issue, I got to know him. So very thoughtful, very nice man. 
Yeah. I mean, think of the think of the the moral tornado uh, that comes with having to out your fucking brother for that. Like, I'm sure that had to be a pretty hard thing for him to go through. Well, so but then again, there you go. You got two brothers, same genetics. One's the Unabomber. One's not. Yep. So doesn't that make a case for environment being uh, or nurture being the more that could be nature, though, because two kids raised by the same parents, arguably like a lot of the same experience. One goes fucking mad and the other one is just a regular guy. I mean, I don't know. I can't speak to that. Experiences. I mean, you know, we all have different experiences and I could directly point for myself and say one of the reasons I got my shit together and got my college degree and, and found a career was because some of the people I met in life that I, you know, we talked about role models the other time. I mean, there were people I chose to emulate. I'm like, I want to be like that guy. He's got his shit together. Now that was a conscious choice on my part, but if I'd never met someone like that, how the fuck would I know they even exist? You know, you know, the, the Unabomber, the Unabomber looked nothing like his sketch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like the sketch of the Unabomber looked like some guy who like lived in his like convertible Corvette down at the beach, you know? And it turns out that the real Unabomber was like living in some fucking shack in Montana. And I remember at the time he looked a lot like my girlfriend's father. Oh my God. <laughs> who was like a, like a steel worker, you know? So I, I don't know. I don't know what made me think of that, but the Unabomber. I had a handyman come do some work for me the other about five months ago. And I yeah. told him when he was working on my house, I'm like, dude, you kind of look like the Unabomber. <laughs> he didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see why. <laughs> I once told a woman that I, she was a, she was the twin sister of a well-known author who wrote this like very famous book in 1968 that won the National Book Award, and uh, he was kind of like a cult figure. And he ended up drinking himself to death over the years. Long to make a long story short, but I told his sister that I named my dog after his brother, after her brother, uh-huh. thinking that like she would take it as an honor. And she did not react very well. <laughs> the last time I did something like that, there was a guy at the gym and I was just, you know, small talking with them during the, while we were working out. And I go, you kind of look like Gary Busey's brother that didn't become like a raging drug addict, alcoholic. <laughs> and he just looked at me and I'm like, I, I, I met that like in a good way. <laughs> and he just goes, yeah, don't, no, thanks. <laughs> kind of reminds me of when the guy came up to me and told me I look like goose. <laughs> I think you punched him, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> uh, we covered that so many moons ago, but yeah, it happens. Here's the last thing I want to talk about. So like part of this uh, nature versus nurture Back in the old days, they had this romanticizing of what was called the noble savage. You ever hear that term? No, but I think I like it. And, you know, it was the way we like to romanticize things that don't exist anymore. It was nature's gentleman, right? Um, think of indigenous, like, like we just had indigenous day, you know, and everyone loved to just like, oh, it was so quaint and beautiful back then. Meanwhile, you know, those motherfuckers we're putting the savage in that noble savage, you know? 
So man's aggressiveness, like we're animals, right? Our animal side, we love to fight. We love to argue. We love to kill each other. And uh, I, I would take that statement and then apply it to take, um, you know, your favorite food, the, the pig, right? Now you go to a farm where they're raising pigs and, and making barbecue and all the good things that come from a, from a pig. And they're nice and pink and delicious looking and they're very happy right slopping around in the mud you let some of those fuckers go into the wild about a, a year later they become pigzilla so is oh. that what yeah you ever see those pigzillas they catch them they they like turn feral and turn into like these fucking maniacs and so what i'm wondering is if like me and you went and lived in the woods like would we come back like fucking you know like some kind of tarzan kind of being <laughs> Pigzilla. I, I've got something to do on Google today. <laughs> oh, you gotta look up Pigzilla. Oh my I'm god. I'm going to. <laughs> and I think our listeners should too. All right. Well, I think I uh, love, I love salted cured meat. God bless the pig. You ever have a deep fried pork chop? I didn't. No. Ever. Not ever. There's this place at the beach we used to go all the time that had deep fried pork chops. They put a little breading on them and deep fry them. <laughs> pork chops and applesauce exactly you know what that's right, from doctor yeah it's from uh brady bunch right there you go <laughs> all right man go hey, out have a great there weekend, buddy yeah you be a noble savage man all right take care sell that house motherfucker <laughs> stay free bye, bye.